0: And welcome to another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Farm Bill listening sessions are underway as officials begin developing the next edition. As with most Farm Bill discussions, it's hard to know what to expect. Former Minnesota Congressman Colin Peterson, longtime chair of the House Ag Committee, spoke at the Ag Outlook Forum in Kansas City. His initial thoughts on the new bill weren't overly optimistic. We'll be lucky if we have any farm bill, given the way
1: things are going, but uh, I would say... It will probably be evolutionary, although another time when we are in the middle of this kind of a situation, we ended up with freedom to farm, which I would consider a revolutionary. So it's hard to say.
0: After as many years in the farm policy arena, he says it's important to be realistic because no one gets everything they want in a new farm bill. It's sausage making
1: when you're doing farm bill. And so if you're going to get something good, you're probably going to get something bad along with it. So you mentioned freedom to farm. Obviously, part of that bill, was not realistic, in my opinion. We're not going to get rid of farm subsidies. That was not something that made any sense, in my opinion. But we got some good stuff out of there. We got decoupling, which was a good thing. And the Kansas wheat farmers got a double payment, if I remember right, out of that. So they were happy. Just about every situation that I was involved in, where you did something that you screwed up, you also got something decent out of it.
0: He's worried because recent farm policy seems to be coming from outside the traditional ag committees.
1: All of this extra money that's been given to farmers the last number of years by both administrations, it's a big problem because we're going to pay the price for that. All this money that we stuck into agriculture with these CFAP payments and now the disaster payments are going to come home to haunt us. Within the Congress, because it's hard for them to get anything done in these policy committees, the appropriators end up taking over the situation, and that's what's kind of going on now. So the appropriators have to step in when the Congress doesn't do what they should do, and so they're taking over more and more of this role as we go along and we got people coming in saying well maybe we should just get rid of the mandatory spending maybe we should have the appropriators appropriate all this stuff authorize it and have them appropriated which i think is a bad idea it's because of the people not getting along
0: And Peterson says there may be another attempt during this process to split farm policy away from food policy.
1: It killed the last two farm bills, that issue. First time in the history of the House, the farm bill was killed in the 2013 session after we put it on the floor because they offered this amendment to cut food stamps after they had promised they weren't going to do it. That killed the bill in 2018 as well. And from what I'm hearing from members, they haven't learned their lesson. I think they're going to do it again. And if they get in control, they might be able to get this through the Congress and have it split and cut food stamps. They might be able to get it through the Senate if they win the Senate, but I'll guarantee you if they do that, Biden will veto the bill. If I were chairman in this climate, the first thing I would do, I would sit
0: down and settle this food stamp issue before I started on anything else. The recent Ag Outlook Forum was sponsored by the Agricultural Business Council of Kansas City and AgriPulse. A rule change from the FDA effective next summer means that ranchers and livestock owners will need a veterinary prescription to purchase certain medically important antibiotics like LA-200 and penicillin. Dr. Fred Gingrich is the executive director of the American Association of Bovine Practitioners, an organization representing 5,000 cattle veterinarians and vet students. He clarifies one of the biggest misconceptions about the rule.
2: And I think probably one of the biggest points of confusion for producers is that they believe that mistakenly that a veterinarian is going to have to examine every sick animal and treat personally every sick animal. And that's not the case. A lot of times veterinarians write protocols and uh, provide advice for the most common conditions that cattle have, and producers then treat those animals based upon you know, those protocols that the veterinarian has developed. We've been using prescription-only products in that manner for years, and this will be no different.
0: Dr. Gingrich says the process for obtaining these products will be similar to the process of buying prescription-only drugs producers are already familiar with.
2: I don't think it's going to look any different for oxytetracycline than it's going to look like for any other drug that has previously been approved for prescription-only status. You know, most producers are familiar with using the prescription antibiotics, you know, telathromycin or fluorphenicol and drugs like that that we use to treat pneumonia or bovine respiratory disease in cattle. Oxytetracycline can be used for foot rot uterus infections pink eye respiratory disease and things like that the only difference is you're not going to be able to go down and purchase it from your local farm store you're just going to need to purchase that through your veterinarian
0: he emphasizes that the most important thing producers can do is make sure they have a veterinary client patient relationship with their veterinarian so they can get those prescriptions
2: The first thing that producers should do is make sure that they have what we call a VCPR, and that stands for a veterinarian-client-patient relationship. And that means that the veterinarian has made timely and appropriate visits to the operation where the animals are held. Timely is often a little bit confusing, but that timeliness is really dependent upon you know, what the veterinarian is comfortable with for that farm.
0: Dr. Gingrich says that the FDA's rule is designed to preserve the effectiveness of the antimicrobials by preventing the development of resistance to those drugs.
2: And so we want to maintain the effectiveness of these drugs. And so that's what antimicrobial stewardship is. It's using the right drug and the right animal at the right time, at the right dose, at the right route. The FDA believes and AABP believes that veterinarians are very important for that to happen.
0: That's Dr. Fred Gingrich, American Association of Bovine Practitioners Executive Director. USDA's Economic Research Service Monday reported data that shows the H-2A seasonal worker program has expanded over time. U.S. agricultural employers who anticipate a shortage of U.S. domestic workers can fill seasonal farm jobs with temporary foreign workers through the H-2A visa program. The Department of Labor certified around 317,000 temporary jobs at fiscal year 2021 under the H-2A visa program more than six times the number certified in 2005. Only about 80% of the certified jobs in 2021 resulted in the issuance of a visa. The program has grown partly in response to current U.S. domestic workers finding jobs outside of U.S. agriculture and a drop in newly arrived immigrants who seek U.S. farm jobs. The H-2A program continued to expand in fiscal year 2020 despite the jump in U.S. unemployment caused by lockdowns associated with the coronavirus pandemic. Nationally, the average H-2A contract in fiscal year 2020 offered 24 weeks of employment and an average hourly wage of $13. The American Farm Bureau Federation announced the opening of general registration Monday for the 2023 American Farm Bureau Convention. The convention will be held in person January 6th through the 11th in San Juan, Puerto Rico. AFBF assessed the status of San Juan and the convention facilities following Hurricane Fiona and determined that all are fully operational. Workshop topics include the 2023 Farm Bill, policy updates, market outlooks, trade, the latest ag education resources, and strategies for coping with farm stress. You can view the high-level convention agenda and register online to attend at annualconvention.fb.org. And that's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. Thanks so much for joining us here once again today. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a fantastic rest of your day.